Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon bringing daily encouragement to the church. We are in Unit 22, Session 3, Daily Study 4, and still continuing in our study this week in John Chapter 5. Today is John Chapter 5, verses 24 through 30. Um, but what we're going to focus on in the Be Still My Soul podcast is expository preaching. That is really the putting together of all of these principles. And you might say, well, I'm not a preacher. Um, I am just on my way to work this morning or headed home, or um, maybe uh, you listen to this um, before you uh, you go to work and you're brushing your teeth, or I, I don't know when, but you say, I'm not a preacher. Well, that's okay. You um, don't need to be a preacher, uh, but you do need to know how to recognize good preaching, because there's a, there's a lot of good preaching, but there is a whole lot of very bad preaching. And what amazes me is the number of Christians that do not know the difference between good preaching and really bad preaching. Um, oftentimes, bad preaching is appealing, and people will say, well, wow, that, that was a great message that that preacher had. Uh, but it's not a message that comes from God's Word, it, 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 or at least might not have located itself in God's Word. I mean, there's plenty of good things that we could say that find themselves in God's Word, good moral principles um, of respect and honor and love and those kinds of things. But unless those concepts are deeply rooted in Scripture, they eventually will be twisted and warped, and we will go our own way. That is the nature of humanity, um, because we know that God's Word says that we have sinful hearts. And so it is not enough to just say um, warm fuzzies and great platitudes, and to come away from a message that made us feel good or um, had new information and stimulated our thinking, that is not enough. The Word of God is enough, and we need to hear from God's Word. And so we need to hear from preachers that preach the text of Scripture. And this is how we are, are learning to study the Word of God so that you can communicate on your level to your tribe, to your family, to your Bible study, uh, to your neighbors, the Word of God. And so you might not be an expository preacher, but yet you are responsible to communicate the Word of God on your level. God holds you responsible for that. If you are a teacher, if you are a small group leader, um, you are held not to a higher standard, but to a greater degree of responsibility um, in the the teaching of God's Word. And if you preach, you are held to a greater degree of responsibility at to proclaim the Word of God. And so there's certainly elements of style that we could talk about when it comes to preaching, um, but those are periphery to the clarity of God's Word. So what is expository preaching? Um, expository preaching is this. It's preaching that proclaims the author's message with his purpose and tone, showing how it unfolds the glories of Christ in order to shepherd the transformation that God intends. Isn't that a glorious definition? That is an amazing thing. Now, let me read it again um, to you. Expository preaching is this, preaching that proclaims the author's message with his purpose and tone, showing how it unfolds the glories of Christ in order to shepherd the transformation God intends. 
So there's some convictions that you ought to develop. Maybe you're searching for a church right now, or you may in the future search for a church, or you certainly, if you're a parent, you're equipping your children and your grandkids how to pick a church and where to go to church. And these are important convictions to develop in your own life and to transfer to those that are around you, even in your small group, even within the church. We need to be convicted about preaching that Preaching is about transformation. So it's the word of God. The line of God's word drives us to listen to good preaching that shepherds God's people with the melodic line of the author of scripture. Nothing more and nothing less. The spirit of God, God's spirit works through his word and works through his word as that line is made clear to bring about the transformation he intends in the text. And so it is the preacher's job to preach prayerfully, dependent upon God's Spirit and God's Word. And and that is the tool of the pulpit. It is the Word of God. So we um, are to proclaim that line of Scripture. Don't add to it and do not take it away. And so putting the whole whole message together, maybe you're giving a devotional, maybe you're listening to preaching, um, maybe you're in charge of family devotions. Putting it together is like a target. We want to hit the target. And every message has a bullseye. And that's our goal is to hit the bullseye. It is the transformational um, intent uh, that God has in that particular text. The aim is to proclaim and shepherd the listeners with the melodic line of the author. And so we use a particular approach. Um, We work through the text utilizing every principle and um, and then we um, our message then if we utilize these principles whether it's just a casual conversation or it is a Bible study conversation or is it some kind of formal teaching the the talk the message will naturally flow out of the structure in the melodic line of the text you will make the points that the author makes your points will be the word of God's points and so the the process in this is just to clearly state the melodic line. Um, what, what does the text say? What is God seeking to accomplish in the life of the listener? The answer to this question should guide your, your Bible study, your discussion, your sermon, or the sermon that you're listening to from beginning to end. And we ought to be able to see the structure of the author in that in that message, in that in that preaching. What is the structure um, in that so that we can clearly see what the author is intending? We'll consider how the melodic line relates to biblical theology. How does this connect to the whole story? And we'll consider how the melodic line of the text changes existing frameworks. How is it going to change us? And how is it going to transform us? Um, This is an amazing, amazing um, process as we think about putting this all together. Um, Transformation takes time, though. Um, it has to be sought through prayerful dependence on God. Just because you're going through these principles, um, we need to ask God to work. And we we need to be compelling when we ask God to work, but we need to be compelling um, when um, we are preaching and teaching, even in our family. We're calling people to repentance and to transformation. Know that, that God is shepherding his people. Um, we can't be the Holy Spirit for other people. It's God's word, but we need to keep applying God's word with clarity. Um, So application of the text can take many forms. And this is why we give a time of response at the end of every message. It is our, it's our 
call um, to repentance. It is our call to transformation. It's our call for people to seek out God based on what they have learned and to to draw near to God, knowing that God will draw near to them. So application can be in the form of a question. It can be in form of an instructions. This is what you're called to do and, and now go do it. It could be um, an imperative um, it could be examples or illustrations. Uh, oftentimes the, the, um, the pastor or the, the preacher will give an application of the text. And you have to be careful in this. God's application is like buckshot. It's a bunch of BBs that go in a pattern that hit the bullseye of the text, but may be different for each person. And so when the application of the text is brought to bear, oftentimes it's an illustration of the application. Here's how this could work out in this way. And so in my preaching, I will oftentimes illustrate the text in form of application. Here's what God could do. Here's an application to your life. But the hearer always has to consider that application and that transformational intent. What what is God calling them to do or be or discover or repent of? And they need to listen to the Spirit of God and the Word of God and apply it to themselves, apply it to their own life. So good application. Application considers existing frameworks, current issues, personal circumstances, different age groups, and even personality types. We're going to apply the Word of God in different ways. Um, it's going to apply to us so we, we can apply it to our lives, and it should flow um, out of the text, bringing the change that God desires. So why is this important? Well, the aim of preaching, teaching, it clarifies the task of the teacher of the Word of God. It, it draws on these principles to help make sure that the, the message aligns and communicates with the change that God intends, and it brings confidence to both the preacher and the listener that God's Word has been proclaimed and has called the people to apply it correctly and in a compelling manner. So we putting, we're putting all of these together, all, all of these principles together in a way that, that is clear and in a way that compels people to, to change and along the lines that God is calling them to change. Blessed, all safe and blessed.